Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On this week's episode, Monet steals Lil Nas X's seat in first class. We talk about music festivals, and we find out what made Monet say this. How the fuck do I teach this girl how to do mathematics? This is crazy. And we find out what made Bob say this. I don't want to have a a kid, a person I resent in my house eating my food. I was very concerned about your um your screaming at the at the music festival. Oh my God, okay. So, this past weekend I went to ACL Music Festival, which is Austin City Limits in Texas, and you're not gonna believe what happened to me. You you um, got invited to go see SZA and, and like a thing, right? Well, I mean, SZA was headlining. I bought tickets specifically to go see SZA. SZA headlined Friday night. Mm-hmm. And so I flew out Thursday. I'm on my flight. It was one of those flights. I, I got on the plane and I was like seat like 16F or some shit like that. And then I sat down. And then you know when you are when you have status with Delta or any or any other airline, you get you like get upgraded regularly. So I'm sitting in my seat, and then everyone is on the plane. And then the flight attendant or the the gate agent comes in. They come to my seat. They're like, "Hey, Mr. Burton, um, you've been upgraded. You're actually in one B now." I was like, "Oh, great." So I get my stuff, go to 1B, and then I sit down, and then this white woman comes, like, I put my bag in the thing, and I sit down, I take out my phone charger, and like, so like about two minutes, a white woman comes, and she's like, hey, um, this is my seat. I was like, oh, they just told me I was upgraded to 1B. She's like, well, you're not. This is my seat. And I was like, okay. And then, so I was like, um, can someone tell me what to do here? So the flight attendant comes, and she looks at the, the woman's boarding pass, she's like, yeah, she's in 1B, and she's like, let me see. She's like, oh, you're in 10B. I was like, okay, great. So I got upgraded to Comfort Plus. I go sit in my seat. And then 
a minute later, the same gate agent comes back to me. He's like, hey, so you, um, there's a bit of mix up. You're not in 10B. You're in 1B. She has to move. I was like, well, so I'm going to tell her that. And okay, then so you're he actually was like, now yeah. Flying the plane. Then... Actually, we made, a, we made a mistake. You're the co-pilot. <laughs> actually, we need you to be the flight attendant. I don't know. We have a uniform in the back that can fit you. Do you, wear the, can, do you fit this vest? So that I walk up with my shit and bitch also also I've really been into Jersey Mike subs. Bitch, Jersey Mike subs, I don't know what they be doing to that bread and that sauce and that salt and pepper and the oil, but it slaps. So I have like my Jersey Mike sub. I'm like, I'm like so excited to eat a Jersey Mike sub. So I walk in my fucking bag of food and I have my book bag and I have my iPad in my hand and my phone and my charger because I've been moving so many times. I haven't been able to sell. And then I'm like, this is my seat. She's like, ugh. And I'm like, I didn't make the rules, ma'am. They, they told me this is my seat. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's your seat. So when she gets her stuff and she goes back to whatever seat she goes. Can you describe what she I looks like? I sit my seat, whatever. This white woman, she is, I want to say she's in her early 40s. She had brunette hair with blonde highlights. She had a white Was top it long? Green. Was it short? Her she hair? had it up in like a messy, like a messy bun. Was she short or and, tall? Uh, she was shorter than me, so I want to say maybe she was. If I had to guess, I'd say she's like five seven or five. So average six. height, and what was her body type? Um, slender. How was she dressed? She was wearing a white top, a white like linen top, and green army like cute pants. Not they her weren't like Andy. A... Go ahead. Her wearing Andy, <laughs> white top. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> and he's a white verse um and she's wearing that and then so she gets her stuff but she, i can tell she wasn't mad at me she was like upset i was annoyed too i had to get up so many times i think she was just annoyed she had to get up so many times so she goes back to her thing i said to my thing i do my thing so flame fly 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 it's a three-hour flight to austin as we land in Austin, I pick up my phone, Roberta, and, you know, because I view her stories a lot, SZA story pops up on my thing. So, you know, when the, the story that you view most often are at the front of your Instagram thing. So I click mm -hmm. a story, and then I see a picture of SZA. It's this picture. I texted it to Patty, so I have it here. She's This picture of SZA pops up in her story. I can't see that. Can you see that? If you're watching on Patreon... It's oh, like blurry. It? Oh. Yeah, it's just because the because the connection is not great. But if you send it to the send it to the uh, group chat, I'm sure that, that they can see it at home. I'm sorry, very well. Um, Bobby Caldwell and Jacob. You know why? Is your, oh no, no, no! I have you say this, Bobby Caldwell, on my phone. So I think it just does that to all your things on my phone. Apple does that. Mm -hmm. Did you get it? Okay. She sure. posts this on the story. So she, so Sisa has on a hat, a, a white hoodie, glasses, face mask. And I see the picture on the story. I'm like, that looks like a Delta flight. And it was three hours ago. I'm like, that's the, we took off three hours ago. So I'm like, it sits on this plane. So, Bob, I turn around. And, you know, I'm in 1B, the aisle seat in first class. She's in 3C, the aisle seat in first class. Two seats mm -hmm. behind me. So I turn around and I see her. And I turn right back around. And, you know, I have my phone up like this. So this bitch is probably watching me looking at her story, right? So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. SZA is on my fucking flight. So I start like gagging. I am gagging. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I immediately text Patty. I'm like, Patty, what should I do? I was like, he's, Patty's like, shut up, you line. I was like, Patty, no, SZA on my flight. Now, this is crazy, crazy. And y'all know, I love, obsessed. She, I'm obsessed with SZA. So we land the plane. The plane lands. And then I get off the plane and I go through the jet bridge and I wake 
at the at the gate desk and I see a woman with like a with like a sign saying like Melissa something. It's probably like a pseudonym she uses so people don't know it's her because she's trying not to obviously create a stir. So then I go past that and she then she could probably like, use okay. her real name. What is her real name? Like her legal name, Solana. She, probably, she yeah, she probably could have used that. Anyway, so then I get past the thing and I'm like, okay, I'm like, do I say something? I'm like, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be a creep. I was like, but I was like, I have to, I have to take this moment. Like this is the universe. Like I have to say something. So I wait and I see her go to the gate agent. So then I turn around and I walk, I'm like, Hey, my name is Monet Exchange. She's like, shut up. I knew it was you. I was like, what? She was like, she's like, she's like, she's like, I saw you, but I didn't want to like bother you. I was like, you could, I was like, you could never bother me. I was like, I'm on exchange. I was like, I'm a big fan of yours. She's like, me and my team, we love you. We think you're so funny. You're so dope. I was like, shut up. I think you're so funny. I think you're so dope. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, girl. And then she was like, and I was like, I, I literally, I got tickets to come to ACL just to see you headline tomorrow night. She's like, she's like, are you serious? I was like, yes. I was like, I was like, you're so dope. I'm obsessed with you. Everyone knows that I love Susan. She's like, oh, that's really cute. And she gave me a hug and we hugged. And she was like, well, let me know if you need anything for the weekend. I was like, no, we have our tickets and everything. Like, we're all good. Like, I'm gonna see you tomorrow. I'm so excited for the show. Good luck, everything. She she was like, okay, bye. And then I turned around and I walked to baggage claim. Get to baggage claim. Like 15 minutes later, the bags are finally coming. And then her and her team come to the baggage claim as well. And they're doing their thing. I'm over here. I'm like, I'm, I was like, I wanted to like say hi again. I'm like, but I'm not gonna bother this bitch. She's like, She's probably like, please leave me alone. I have to get ready for a console. Like, don't fucking bother me. So she and her assistant walk over to me and she's like, hey, Monet. So she was like, um, this is my assistant, Amber. Um, do you want to give her your phone number? Because um, she can like get you set up for like some VIP tickets so you can like have like a good place to watch the show and um, anything else you may need. She can take care of you. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so, so sweet of you. Thank you so much. And she's like, yeah, of course. And I was so I put in my number on her assistant's phone. And she was like, um. And I was like, oh, I was, I was like, oh, forgive me. I have, I have a New York area coach. She's like, oh, that's all good. I'm, I'm, we're from the East Coast too. I'm like, oh yeah, you're from New Jersey. She's like, yeah. And she's like, how long have you been in LA? I was like, I moved here a year ago, and I'm trying to get acclimated. I just got a place in North Hollywood. And she's like, oh, dope. And we're just like, we're like shooting the shit for like four minutes. But then I was like, you know what? I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like take too much time. I didn't want to start saying dumb shit. So I was like, hey, I got my bags. Um, so I'm gonna go. Um, good luck tomorrow, and I can't wait for you to, to see you headline tomorrow night. You're gonna be, he's gonna be everything. Then she gave me another hug, and then that was it. That's congratulations. It's like you had a lot of fun. I, I met SZA. She, oh my God, it was amazing. She was so nice. I was so excited. I met her. Metsus in real life. That is so, and she's a fan. She's a fan of mine. That's uh, remarkable. That's so cool. Yeah. <sighs> so that made my weekend. Honestly, if I didn't do anything else that weekend, that made everything well worthwhile. It was great. I do want to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the podcast. I have a little few concerns about you screaming at the um at the concert. Oh, it's fine. I saw my ENT today, and everything is um, healing nicely. And he said, you know. Like you're like a, he's like you're in a really unique circumstance. You know, you, you I can tell you have really great uh, training and everything like classical training. But he was like, you know, you're doing uh, you're doing like a lot of stand up stuff. You are singing. You are not getting a lot of sleep. And he was like, it's just it's just like a different beast. And you're in a really unique place where you kind of need like unique um, speech techniques to help you preserve your voice. But everything is going nicely. And um, yeah. Um, I don't know if the, if the if our listeners know that you are having um, nodule problems. 
Wanna, yeah, well, so it's peep, more. Peep them to the game? It, yeah, it was my sw- my right my right vocal fold. My right vocal cord is swollen, and it was a little it was a little hemorrhage on there. So what can happen if you are if you're not getting a lot of sleep, if you're straining your voice, you can cause hemorrhaging, like little like all the little because if you don't know your your vocal cords are two muscles, two very thin muscles, and they and they lengthen to, to to vibrate and they vibrate like this. And when you like strain, you like you're hitting one place a lot, and it causes hemorrhaging in there. So I had a little hemorrhage on my right vocal cord, but I was on vocal rest all last week and so the hemorrhaging has stopped and everything is healing nicely so i don't need any surgery or anything i just need to take it easy for like the next two to three weeks and not be wild and after that who else did you see at acl I saw Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X was fabulous. Oh my God. So coming back home, I had an early flight. Lil Nas X was Saturday night. I came back Sunday night. I missed the last day of AC. I didn't see Casey Musgraves. Uh, I came back the, on Saturday morning and then all of Lil Nas X's dancers were on my flight. And then it was another thing. I was at the gate agent. I was like, he was like, hey, don't get on the plane yet. He's like, you're probably going to get upgraded because we're missing two people. So then he's like, just give me five minutes. And so he's like, um, paging Montero Hill. Montero Hill, this is your last call. We're boarding your flight. Please come to the gate. I was like, not Lil Nas X is going to be on my flight coming back home. Because that's, that's his government, did he not, did that's he his not government name. He did not make the flight. But so I got I got Lil Nas X's first class seat. Thank you, Montero. Oh, so you were, you were in his seat. I, w- I had Lil Nas X's seat, girl. You had such a star-studded Delta experience. I know. Who else did I see? I saw Pink. Pink was fabulous. Um, the Dixie Chicks were there. They sang one of your favorite songs. Sin Wagon? Sin, and they opened up with Sin Wagon. It's a great song. Really, it's a great really song. song. Do you know um, Goodbye Earl or Earl? Earl, yeah. Earl, uh, Goodbye Earl. Earl had to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they did that song as well. They did a bunch of songs. Um, I saw Diplo. I saw, th- there's this group called Sophie Tucker. Have you heard of these people? I know who Sophie Tucker is. I don't know the group Sophie Tucker. Wait, is there like a, a, a famous person named Sophie Tucker that's not the she's, group? She's very dead, very old. She was like old, like singing vaudevillian act, Sophie Tucker. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, okay. Like actory type. Yeah. Um. So I saw Sophie Tucker. And, and even, um, what's the name used to do? A, yeah, she's like an old singer, vaudeville actor type. And, even, and what's the name used to do? Um, Used to do a... um. A bit where she would impersonate her. Bette Midler used to do a whole Sophie Tucker bit where she would impersonate Sophie. T- Bette Midler would impose, impersonate Sophie Tucker where you basically sing a song and then in between the songs you tell these like really weird, sometimes crass jokes. Uh, she's in the, the Chicago lyric for Roxy Hart. Yeah, Sophie Tucker will shit I know to see her name get billed below. She's an old, old Vavillian like comedy singer lady work sophie tuck so she don't she always talk like this sophie tuck self oh my husband i once said to me self she well the the she was not at acl it was a group um uh, i'd be concerned uh, i'd be very concerned if she made it to acl a group uh this guy and this girl and they're sophie tucker the guy is like six seven and their their thing is they do every time they do a show they play a game with the audience so this one was like a tennis theme Mm-hmm. And um, they were interesting. I went to go see Puddle's Pity Party this week, which was very exciting for me. Um, and uh, Puddle's Pity Party is this clown that I, anyone knows me knows that I really love clowns. And I um, I saw him twice, actually. Um, me and Jacob went on the 14th, and then me and Todrick went on the 16th. And um, when, we, when we went, 
we're sitting down in the audience, like at the at the VIP experience, and this lady came out, and I was like, man, that lady looks so that lady looks so familiar. Who is that? And then I was like, oh, it's Kate Flannery. So Kate Flannery and I, we did this thing together a while back. We just kind of happened to be together on this like thing. And then I was like, oh my god, that's Kate Flannery from the office. She's like the drunk from the office. So um, and then Puddles recognized me, which was really cool to me. And he was like, oh, you got to come back here and like and talk to me. So I was I went back and like he didn't say he actually sent his manager out, and I and I got to go back and meet Puddles and and I saw Kate Flannery again. Um, and Todrick was there and it was, it was all very, uh, very random. Um, also Coolio was having a memorial service like right next door, which was very interesting because you know, Coolio, you know, Coolio, right? Mm -hmm. Coolio passed away. Um, very, very recently. I don't know. He passed. Yeah. Coolio passed away very recently. And I think they were having a memorial service for Coolio. And I guess one of his cousins stopped Todrick and was like, oh my God. Oh my God, I have to get a picture with you. And he was like, sure. And she was like, right, let's do a video, let's do a picture. And then she looked at me and this guy with Target, she goes, and I need a picture with you too, with you two as well. And I was like, why do you want a picture with us? She goes, I just want a picture with you all. And I was like, you don't even know who we are. You just want, you just want, she goes, just do it. I just want to, I just want a picture with, <laughs> I just want a picture with you. And I was like, okay. Um, and then I was like, so what's going on? And then Target was like, what's going on? Are you guys here to see puddles? And she was like, "No, I'm here. My cousin." And she showed her shirt and had Coolio. And she's like, "I'm here. To, I'm here for a memorial service for my cousin." And then we went in to go see Puddles. It was a really good show. I saw it twice, and I really recommend anyone out there if you if you're if you're interested in all in clowns or really beautiful voices, like a really nice baritone um, singing. Um, I really recommend you go see Puddles. It is very it is very interesting. It is very niche. It is no SZA, um, but I had a lot of fun, and I and I saw them twice, and um, once in Thousand Oaks, and once in Torrance. Was it uh, like so? This was it in like a like a in the theater. A, one was at the Bank of America Theater, the Bank of America Performing Arts Center, and the other one was at the uh, and the other one was at the uh, Torrance Creative Arts Center. I'll tell you more about. I'll tell you more about when I come. Let me tell you more about when I come back. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Right, what were you asking? So, but when you said the, the memorial was next door, was this, did this theater have multiple rooms that had a, a memorial? Well, it was a theater? Taurus Creative Arts Center, and I think there were multiple spaces. Like, I don't think, I don't know mm. if where Coolio's memorial service was, was a theater but I know it was a room. It was a building next to the theater on the same property. Got it. So it might have been like an event hall, maybe. Maybe it was a theater. Who knows? You know, ASA was was the first festival I've ever been to. I've worked at festivals. Like, you and I did Life is Beautiful before. I've done Dress for Last Festival. I've done a bunch of festivals, but I've never, like, part, like been, a spe- been, a, been, a, been a spectator. I've been a... An audience member, a spectator. Uh, yeah, a fan, I've never been a fan. an audience a fan at a at a at a festival on a ticket a holder of, it was a lot of work my feet were done i was like after day one i wore doc martin's the first day and i was like "Ooh, girl because you, you're in you're walking around you're standing up and walking around from like two o'clock in the afternoon until 10 o'clock at night and walking back to your vehicle it was it, it, it was a lot it was a lot but patty and i patty went as well and patty and i are both very huge as a fans and a lot of the whole time was says we were just like looking at each other just like oh my god this is so good and we we're just like hugging each other it was very it was very fun very euphoric yeah a lot of my friends were at um acl this week and and uh you know 
the idea of a festival just it just seems like it just seems like too much work to me to go and attend. I um but um, but you know I can do a conference. Something about a conference because they're indoors usually doesn't feel like as much work. Like you're in the sun. The and conferences tend to be smaller than um than festivals. You know, I I, I went to um I used to go to the Thespian conference when I was in high school. I used to that was my mm-hmm. favorite. It was the most wonderful time of the year. I just was so obsessed with Thespian conference when I was in high school. And I also um yeah, it just feels like a lot of work to go to these things. I used to have this one friend that I would go to concerts with all the time. Like he was like You told me I would go avid. like and stand in the front. He was a he was like an obsessive concert. He would go to like so I went to so many concerts with him. By the way, I, I rarely ever knew the band. I was I think the one I kind of knew was Natasha Kills. And I was like I was like I think I've heard of Natasha Kills before, and I was like oh yeah I think I know that song. I'm gonna kill my boyfriend. I think I know that song. But I would go see these bands, and he was like one of those folks who was he's like the first one there. His chest is pressed against the stage, like he is like an avid concert goer um and he in and, and he was like he's like six five so he and i would go and i would stand in front of him because i'm six two and he would stand directly behind me i mean like literally ass to dick and me like sternum to stage and um people hated us because we were both so tall and we were right at the very front and he was like well i mean we got here early and and i mean part of me is like Part of me is like, yeah, but also like, I mean, just because you're tall doesn't mean you have to go to the back forever. Like, you you want to get close to the stage, you deserve to be close to the stage too. I feel bad for the people standing behind him. He was six five. Well, you know, on Little Nas X day on Saturday, there was this, there was this. We were in Texas, and there was this really tall guy in front of me with like a big ass ten gallon like hat as well. And I was like, sir, I mean, I mean, I mean, not this hat, not you being like six four and you have this big ass hat on too. That was a little wild, but I'm like, go off. Whenever I go, to, whenever I go to the theater, I do. I always take my hat off, and I always wear a hat, but I always take the hat off, not because I'm like I'm indoors, but I'm like I'm tall and someone's probably behind me. Trying to see the show, and I don't want them being like this. Or you're being drag, and you had, you, you, you in a drag, you had a, you had a big ass wig. Like when I was in New York, I've been to like a couple Broadway shows in drag, and bitch, I was in my wig, it, being tall, just obstructing somebody's view, being probably so obnoxious. I've only been to one Broadway show in drag, and I've been to one Broadway show with you when you were in drag. Oh, when we finished Exchange Rate, and I was wearing that pink wig. What show was that? Waitress with Todrick Hall. Waitress speak with Todrick Oh, um, yeah, but so festival, so so you you would never go to a festival. Festivals are just not. You don't think they're. I don't your know thing. that I said all that. That's a pretty. That's a bit extreme. What I said was I don't know that festivals particularly speak to me. Um, you know, I I it just seem it's just a lot of it just it, it just seems like it seems grueling, and I don't know that there's that like I I think it'd probably be pretty rare that there's that many artists on one day that I would really want to see. Bitch, speak for last year. Um, in the UK, they did this. It was the first time they did it, I think, called the Wireless Festival. It was and one of like was, all, the, all the girl rappers. Yes, it was Cardi, Nikki, Megan, Dolce, SZA, Summer Walker, her, like all literally every artist that is in my phone. I was like, how did they get? And how did they get all those female rap artists? You know, because Nikki and Cardi famously had beef, and now Nikki's fighting everybody. Nikki's fighting with with, with Lotto. Nikki is fighting with JT. Girl, the 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 female rapper drama is 
wild right now. I would go to, I would probably would go to a girl rap festival, maybe, but also I'm kind of like, honestly, I'm good just like either catching y'all one on one or just listening to your music and big up in you and like supporting. And supporting you in that way. I don't love the idea of being in like really big crowds, being bumped around and pushed by people, um, being in the sun. Um I me and my me and my girlfriend in high school used to go see like I think we said we always oh, we saw um <laughs> we saw Maroon Five. Oh my God, Maroon Five—they don't perform anymore, right? They just—they're—they're done, 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 done. I don't know. I don't know because I don't—I don't know. I don't know if Maroon Five still performs. Um, but we saw their songs about Jane tour. Oh my God, that was so long ago. Um, and I think we went to go see Omarion together. Not Omarion. I think we went to go see Omarion together, um, as well. In, uh, in 2022, yes, the band is still together, most recently to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks in New York City. So I guess Maroon 5 still performs together. I mean, the only one I know from Maroon 5 is Adam Levine. I don't know. I can't even guess anyone else's name in the Maroon 5. Like, I've, never, I've never known any of their names. Well, they might have. They, and they, they might. I don't know. They might not even all be the same people, you know. Uh, only two of them straight. Ryan Dusick and Mickey Madden change, but everyone else is the same. I mean, what do you mean everyone else? That's like that's like two of the five. Is Adam Levine, James, Jesse Carmichael, James Valentine, Matt Flynn, PJ Morton, and Sam Farrar. There, there are six people in the band, and they have different drums and bass than when they started. Yeah, oh, work. Um, but I did see Maroon Five. They were very good. They were very good. I was like, wow, this is this is this is a great band. I remember Adam Levine was like. I um I broke my collarbone or like I cracked a rib so like I just can't give it all today sorry and then he put on a really great show I know people do not like Adam Levine right now because he, because of his uh his Those cheating DMs, and, honey. and how much he loved that woman's body and and I don't know what she must have been serving something honey he he got her together in the DMs he, she got him together in the DMs honey. Uh, a Jasmine Sullivan concert. I I paid a lot of money for those tickets, and I I, I was I was literally the first row. It was me, Dewan, um, the lady from those Tyler Perry sh shows, and then Lena Waithe, and like we were bitch. It was us in the front, and I was. But Jasmine Sullivan is someone I have loved since like high school, and I was I was very comfortable paying good money to be like to see this bitch breathing sweat. But she had lost her voice two days before that. Mm -hmm. So she was, uh, you know, I still thought it was a good show. She had to cut her set a, a little short, but it was still a really great concert. So sometimes these artists be like, I ain't feeling well today, but they, I feel like she still put on a great show. I, I, I do like going to see people in theaters. I do not want to go see you outside. I don't want to stand up. I don't want to sit in the grass. I don't want to lay on dirt. I don't want to be sweating. I don't want to have a wristband that I can't take off and put back on. I don't want to, I don't want to walk near a fucking tent that said, that says Budweiser on it. I want to walk into a theater. I want to sit my ass down. I want to see my little show and I get my ass up. and I want to fucking leave. That's what I want to do. I do. I just mm. do not want the rigmarole of being outdoors at a thing. I mean, there are some people that I probably would go see. I thought about, I really wanted, I, I my availability wasn't working, but I wanted to go see Diana Ross at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. Oh my God, I wish I could have seen Diana Ross at the Hollywood Bowl, but in my schedule, I, I, saw, I was driving by the Hollywood Bowl and I saw Diana Ross's name. And I started freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go see Diana fucking Ross at the Hollywood Bowl. But I looked at my schedule and I was like out of town or something and, and for whatever reason. Can you see what, the, what day Diana Ross at the Hollywood Bowl, Jacob? 
I can't um, remember what it was, but at some point down the road, I was like, "This, I'm going to," and like, but also the Hollywood Bowl, even though it's outdoors, it's still seated. It's I've never not been to like, it. I've never been either. I've never actually been in the Hollywood Bowl. Um, but let me say it, something: when there's an event at the Hollywood Bowl and you're trying to get to that side of town, the bitch, don't even try. It is ridiculous trying to get through Hollywood Bowl traffic. They shut down everything. It is wild. And anytime that we have like something, I had to be a weird doing something, I'm coming to your house or something, I had to like find a whole alternate route because it's wild trying to get through the Hollywood Bowl. She was August 26 and I was doing We're Here. That's what it was. She was We're there, queer. She was there on August 26 and I remember just like being like, oh my fuck, I got a Diana Ross. Could you imagine? Could you imagine sitting there and Diana Ross comes out in a big fucking tool coat and says, Nothing can keep me, keep me from you. And I, I reckon that'll be. Oh, she said there. she goes, uh, she starts singing the boss. I reckon that'll be fair. I don't think. Oh, I would die. I don't, I don't think I would have the same feeling as you, but it'll probably be fair. So I'm not like, oh my God, I would die to see that. Someone that would pay me. I, I'm, when I saw Patti LaBelle, I saw Patti LaBelle at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. Myself and Chris Dunbar went, and that was great. Patti was fun. She did all the Pattyisms. That was a really good concert. But um, I don't think I would have the same Diana Ross reaction. I'm trying to think who would that be for me? SZA? Beyonce, Beyonce would I would Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. I would only go to a Beyonce concert if I had a very VIP experience. I have no desire to wait in line that long to get in. It would oh my god, I'm like I'm stressing out right now thinking about the idea so thinking about going to a Beyonce. It's not even about the price. It's about like the the rigmarole of going to a Beyonce concert. Sounds. I once went to a Madonna concert. With uh, Miss Cracker was doing it. It was at Barclays, and it was Miss Cracker was doing it. She was working. She was working the after party, so she got me tickets to go see the Rebel Heart mm. tour. And it was uh, it was such a production to get into Barclays. I was like, this is fucking stressing me out. I am stressed out trying to see <laughs> this fucking show. When and I went to go see Beyonce Masquerade, well, it's not quite because I, I saw I saw um, Madonna at Barclays and I also saw um, uh, oh my god Kendrick Lamar at Barclays too, mm-hmm. and the Kendrick Lamar concert admittedly had a few less people than Madonna, um, than the than, than the Madonna concert, so it was less to get in, and I also was going with like people who like were affluent and. I got invited by someone, and um, I don't know why. Okay, answer this question. A, a friend of mine said, do you want to go to the, to the Kendrick Lamar concert? And I said, yeah, I would love to go to the Kendrick Lamar. That sounds so great. So so she was like, all right, I just need $700. <laughs> and I was like, I thought, you were, I thought you were inviting me to see it's tricky but i guess you're right like like you didn't say can i treat you to kendrick lamar you're like do you want to go see kendrick lamar but if someone said to you hey you want to come to this kendrick lamar well, let's say it's different okay she said hey do you want to go to this kendrick lamar concert or if someone said do you want to come to this kendrick lamar concert with me that i would feel like they're saying that they have a ticket or that you're coming like they're paying your way but it's so the says, word the word with me seems like the 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 change for I, you I think so. And someone's like, hey, you want to come to this? You want to come to this comedy show with me? 
I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, they're they have an extra ticket or they're paying because they want someone to go with. You know what I mean? That's I what I would think. Where I am now in my life, what I hear is this. I have a ticket to the Kinsley Moore concert. I have an extra ticket. Do you want it? And then with, come, come with me. Like I have an extra ticket. Do you want to come with me? Versus being right. like, do you want? But someone says, do you want to come? Do you do you want to go to the Kendrick Lamar concert with me? To me, that does not scream. That does not scream. Um, I'm giving you this. I have an extra ticket. Do you want to come with me? Says I have. I'm giving you this ticket for free. And um and do you want to go to the Kendrick Lamar concert? In hindsight, I I, I now agree. Um, that it was actually Sashir Zameda offered me the ticket. Sashir Zameda uh, called me and was like, "Do you want to go see?" Um, it was me, Sashir. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. It was me, Sashir Zameda, um, Michelle Buto, Alana Glazier, and like I think one other person. Also, congrats to Michelle Buto. She's doing this. Um, this show that she wrote or something is is coming to series, and it's like this really big show on Netflix, I think. So, congrats to her. You have Get any a more, bitch. You have any more information? No, all I know is that she sold. It was like a, a Deadline article came out about it. It's like a, it's like a really big thing for this like black woman to get this this thing. So, congrats. Let's survival get, of the thickest. Survival of the thickest. Let's get a little bit of information. <laughs> Peppermint. Peppermint is casting it. Congrats, Peppermint. And it's from A twenty four, who does uh, Euphoria. Yes. Who also did uh, the movie with uh, Everything Ever All at Once. Um, and they also do um, Z-Way, which I'll be on the new season of Z-Way. I don't know if you all saw that, but I will be on the new season of Z-Way on Showtime. Z-Way. Um, yeah, it, it is. Uh, I, Michelle Pito is, is really fantastic. She's really, she has a She's great so special. Funny. I found out about her actually through uh, NPR. I found out about her on The Circle. She hosts The Circle, and she always has like little funny one-liners on The Circle. I found out about her on NPR because she uh, she had this uh, thing where she was like, uh, she had a story about how she has a ex or her either her ex or her current husband or something was illiterate, and she taught him how to read. Oh wow! Like she taught either her ex or her husband how to read. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's why I don't think I would have the patience. I don't have the patience to teach anyone anything except music. Like I'm like thinking about having a kid and like the the thought of how are you gonna be friend, Nettie in the color purple if you can't teach somebody how to read? How are you gonna be Nettie in the color purple if you can't teach somebody how to read? Yeah, that's an act. I, I can I can definitely act like I can. But I was seeing um my friend uh, uh Lauren posts stuff about her kid and stuff on Instagram often, and she was showing like what the math looks like now. It is like nothing like how I learned how to do math in school. And she'd be sitting there like ball-headed and confused, like, how the fuck do I teach this girl how to do mathematics? This is crazy. And like you have to do it the way that they're teaching in school. Like if you get cause in, now with how do you well, say I that guess word? it's kinda always how do you that say way. That word? How do you if, say that word? The the long form of math? What? Mathematics. Work. If you like if cause you can get the right answer, but if you don't get the right answer, like they're teaching you, like it's wrong because you cause they want you to learn the way that they're teaching you. And she so she posts a lot about that. And I'm like, oh god, having a child seems so stressful and so hard. God bless parents. Also, this is really bugging me. So I went I was in New York recently doing a thing, and then I went to the store to buy a uh chicken, tomato, lettuce, and cheese on multi-green toast right so back in the day when i would buy this in high school what is it 20 years ago when i would buy this in high school this tank which was 
sandwich. Ew. This sandwich was $3.75. I went to that same store to get the same sandwich. Except back in the day, I would get it on a hero. On a hero. Y'all, if y'all don't know what that is, you're not from the New York. I don't know if they call it heroes everywhere. It's the long bread. On a hero, that was $3.75. I went back to that same store to get the same sandwich. It was $11.95. That is more than a 120% increase in price. How do people afford to give their kids lunch money? Like, if you're giving your kid lunch money to get a sandwich and and a soda and a bag of chips, bitch, you got to give your kid $20 to go to school every day. Like, a, the way There's a couple that, of things going on there. I think that, um, I don't think that everything has inflated at that same price. I don't think all food across the board is inflated at the same price. I think you and I also know that New everything. York City bodegas, uh, they just, they're, different people have paid different prices. It is insane. In New York City, at a bodega, different people pay different prices. Different neighborhoods, you, the the price will change drastically. They do, from- but things in but things in Midtown as opposed to Uptown. That's one thing. Even even in my neighborhood, when I was when I was when I used to live uh, in Harlem on I guess I can say now one forty fourth Street, a sandwich there from from bodega was five dollars and sixty cents. So if that's Uptown, I can I can only imagine what it is in Midtown and in Brooklyn, where Brooklyn and Manhattan are very expensive compared to the other boroughs. I don't think a shit is expensive i don't it shit is expensive i agree i I do not think a typical new york city sandwich is 11 dollars. that was i think i feel like that was extraordinary most oh yeah that's midtown i'm talking about midtown midtown area where i went to school Mm. um and and i think that um you know i I had subsidized lunch at school you know i either either had free lunch or subsidized lunch did you guys not have that at, at your school um, it depends on because I a lot of my family fell in the bracket of oh we make too much money but it really wasn't right so like you fall in the bracket of you make too much money but so you don't get school lunch you don't get subsidized lunch you don't get that stuff you still you have to your parents have to give you lunch money to go to school a lot of my friends like myself Kamika my friends Amar like we all fell in that category of, oh your parents make too much money bitch the fuck they do because they still can't afford they can barely afford to give you the five dollars every day to go to school for lunch that's twenty five dollars a week. You know, so it's, it's it's really tricky. And I think that people that have like two and three kids, bitch, that is you are spending a lot of money to send these kids to school every day with lunch money. And yeah. we on recently we talked about this on, on the podcast and a lot of our patrons signed off saying, I mean, maybe they can they can sell us again. I don't remember such a long podcast ago talking about um how school like school meals and school lunch is really fucked up. And a lot of people are are like trying to figure it out. So. We're disconnected. We don't have kids. We haven't been to school in so long. But I, it, a lot of people are complaining about how it is not easy to send their kids to school with lunch money. Well, children are very expensive in general across the board. Whether the and, and I and I think that it's probably safe to say that school lunch is probably the, uh, the least expensive thing you'll do with your kids. Uh, you have to put clothes on them. Hello. You have to keep a roof over their head. You have to give them bedrooms. You have to furnish mm-hmm. their bedrooms. You have to entertain. You have to keep mm-hmm. them entertained. You have to get them toys. You have to buy the computers. You have to buy them calculators when they go to school. You have to, when they go to college. You have to Ugh. buy them books. You have to get them cars. You have to get them. Jesus. You have to. Uh, you, then, and then they have Girl. hobbies. You have, to, you have to put them through theater. You have to get. You have to buy them instruments for band. You have to buy them clothes every season. Every time they take a break and go back, it's wild. You have to buy them clothes. You have to buy them sweaters. You have to buy them jackets. You have to buy them multiple and jackets. Kids grow out of shit so often. They, they need, multi- they need glasses. Mm. They need braces. They need shoes. Mm-hmm. Their their feet keep growing. Um, no also, they, they need to keep they need to keep up with their friends. They want to eat more than just uh, bread and peanut butter. So they go, the- go to the mall. So, so when you go when you go to um, when you go to Chili's, you gotta you gotta pay for the whole family. When you when you go to Benihana's, <laughs> the kids gotta eat there too. Children are 
expensive. And then and then sometimes for some people, when they turn 18, you don't just stop paying for stuff. You know what I mean? So Especially I think your that, kids want to go to college, too, and you have to help them with that and, and co-sign their loans and, and all that shit. So I think it's safe to say, even though I don't have any experience in this realm, well, that, that's not true. I have some experience with it, like helping helping pay for children, but I do not have any children. I think it is safe to to say that children are very expensive. Probably one of the yeah, most expensive wild. things you will ever do in your life. Yeah, girl. On that, that being said, are you going to have kids? I don't know. Maybe one day. I, I mean, know. sometimes I think to myself, I want to have kids, but I also... I don't have a huge need to imprint my values on a person. I don't have a strong need or a strong, strong. I don't have a, my desire to like raise a person isn't strong enough to run the risk of having a kid. What Like what if you have just have a shitty kid? What if right. you just have a shitty adult person? What if you end up in one of those kids who yells, I hate you. You ever met adults who hate their parents? Oh yeah, for sure. What if you have one of them? I know. What if you it's, have one of them? It really is. It really is a dice like roll. Why is it looking like that? Oh, I don't hate. I don't hate my dad. I do not hate my dad. Um, but but it's, it's, dad, it's, but it's, it's a look of the me. But like, it's just it's a, a dice roll. You don't know what you're gonna. It's a crapshoot. You don't know what you're gonna get. They're like this person with all the things from from from, from your genealogy, like all these recessive things, and like there's so you you have no idea what you're gonna get. Not just that when you, you're not, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation before, but you're not, you're not raising your children alone. You're raising your kids, your kids and the world is simultaneously yeah. raising your children with you, teaching your kids things that you and the kid don't consent to. And That's now correct. it is just part of this kid's, you know, journey. And I'm like, I don't want to have a, a kid, a person I resent in my house, eating my food. <laughs> But I mean, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough. But anyway, and I, and I don't know that I will love this kid regardless, and 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 and, uh, and unconditionally. You know, I actually have this the recent theory that I don't think love is truly unconditional. I think that love, um, I think that love can have a can have very very few conditions, and most of us just haven't um gone far enough to see what the breaking point is for our moms. How would you define love, though? Within what, what's your definition of love I mean, within this? I mean, just because love, I mean, love can be conditional. It doesn't mean that it has to be conditional. I think that it's a it's, it's a case it's a case by case thing and different. I mean, some parents love their kids, even though their kids are murderers. Their kids are on death row. Their kids have done really crazy things, and some parents are still there through all that because they love their kid unconditionally. Maybe, I think, but, but maybe they just haven't found the condition yet. Like maybe there is a condition they just haven't found it yet. But I don't if they think, never do. I know that you don't know I don't. That. Yeah, that's, that's what that's, I, I didn't say unconditional love. I said I have a theory that it might not. And I and I don't think that I have unconditional love. My love mm, does okay. have conditions, and I can say there that for goes. sure. And I think that, and I've been saying from the beginning, I don't think I think that there's a chance that like unconditional love might not be a thing. You just don't know the condition because you never actually had to. You never got to that point. You, like the, the 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 kid or the person or the lover or the partner never did a thing. So do you want to answer Jacob's question? How do you define love? Well, 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 wait to that point. I want to say, but again, if but if you never find a condition, then it, that means it doesn't exist in theory. You know what I nope, mean? That's not that's not what that means. If 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 I love my kid, quote unquote, unconditionally, and there is not a condition I meet that I feel that I can't love that kid for, then where is it? What is it? Just because you can't find it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because just because you but haven't because, experienced but it doesn't versa, mean. It, 
just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not real. But listen, but if I, but the same thing. Like if I but if I never experience that thing, how do I know that there's a condition that I will not love my kid? I don't understand what you're asking me. I, all I'm saying like is, if I there think, is no condition that comes up that makes me not love my kid, and that means I love them unconditionally. I disagree with you. I, 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 that just means you just haven't found the condition. You just haven't been in the circumstance. For example, let's say, let's say, let's say, I will be healthy no matter what. But what I realize is, I, unless I end up getting cancer, just because I didn't get cancer doesn't mean I'm going to be healthy no matter what. It just means I just ended up not having that one thing. But cancer is something you know that that makes you not healthy. You you don't know what the condition is that you won't love your kid if you never experienced that condition. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but if you never get it, how do you know what it is? How do you know that there is a condition that you will not love your kid? I, I, whatever you're arguing, I'm not, whatever you're arguing against, I'm not arguing it. I'm not saying that there is. I don't. I don't. I genuinely don't understand what you're arguing or what you're asking. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm gonna reiterate my my point one more time. I think that most people. There's a. I have a theory that the, that most people have a condition. I and mean, some people just have a, a really hard time not loving people and they can put up with a lot of stuff. But there probably is a thing that their child, lover, partner, dog, friend can do that would be like, I don't love this person, thing, whatever, anymore, my child anymore. But a lot of people, their love is so strong for this person that they just never have to experience that thing. Now, let's just say, for instance, let's say the thing for you and your mom would be if you killed your brother. Mm -hmm. But you never killed your brother. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that your mother has unconditional love for you. It's just that you never tested the condition. So let's just say for it, let's just say that the condition was you kill your brother, you kill Sean, and now Jackie's done with you. Mm -hmm. But because you never experienced it, that does not mean that it actually is unconditional. It just means you never met the condition. But two things can be true. But let's say she's like, yes, that's the condition. And I do kill my brother. And she's like, I still love you. That's what I'm saying. Then, like, until, then you, then until you... Not, then it's not the condition. That's what I'm it, saying. So there, maybe there is a condition that does not exist that your parent will not love you, even though they think so. Maybe, let's say the condition is drowning the cat. And you drown the cat. And they're like, well, I still still love you. And I'm going to love you till the end. You know what I'm saying? That's what, you, that's what my point is. You're not saying what I'm saying. I'm going to read it this one time. If the, con if the thing that would make your mom not love you is you killing your brother but then you kill him and you she still loves you that's not the condition it was something so that else so that means so that means but I'm, that's what I'm saying there is nothing else she was like she's like I think this is the thing and then you do kill your brother and she's like I still love you that means that that condition will is not met like I mean that is just, that is like a I'm big also, hypothesis I'm also not You're, basing it off of she's thinking maybe if you kill your brother what I'm saying is if the thing is definitively you killing okay. your brother but you never kill him then you never experience it that doesn't mean that it's unconditional that doesn't mean that, that the love is still unconditional just because you didn't meet the condition but people who have unconditional love, they're saying, they're saying emphatically, there is nothing that you can do that will make me not love you, son. They're, say, they're, not, they're not saying what you're saying. They're, you're saying that there is a condition. They're like, I will not love you for it. People who say, I have unconditional love. I'm saying, saying I have a theory there might people, be. You're I know, not saying so, what I'm saying. Well, you're not saying what I'm saying. We're talking about theories and hypotheses. We're, 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 we're doing this together. All I'm but saying I'm is saying, you're not saying what I'm saying is all I'm saying. You're not I, saying what I'm saying. I am. I, I, but I, okay. Because we're having a conversation about unconditional love, and you're saying that you think that there's, do you think that there's a theory that love is not unconditional? And I'm saying for some people it is. So we both have our both things that we're working through in this in this topic of unconditional love. I agree. All I'm all, I'm not saying what you're saying. All I'm saying is you weren't saying what I was saying. You were saying you're saying, and I was like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying something different than what you're saying. 
That's all I'm saying. I wasn't saying what you're saying was wrong. I'm saying is what you were saying I was saying wasn't true. I was not saying that. I was saying something e- different than what you were saying I was saying. Yeah, you're not just having a topic about a talk about unconditional love. You have your theory on it. This that's my theory on it. We're just theorizing together. We both agree that we both have different theories. That's not up yeah. for debate right now. All I'm saying is you were mis you were mis uh, categorizing or misrepresenting my theories. What I was saying. Right. So how would you both define love? I think that love is just a strong feeling you have for someone else. And usually a strong, positive feeling. I think love is a strong, positive feeling you have for someone else. I'd agree with that. And I think that there are different like different subcategories of love. There is a, a love for a partner, a love for a family member, love for a coworker. I think like there are different levels of love and how it, it varies depending on who the person that you love is. But I think I would agree that it's something, it's, it has to be positive. Love is positive. Love is, I don't think love is a negative feeling. I think love can be a negative feeling. You love something negatively? I think that love can have negative feelings. How? I think that if like give me an you, example. I think that if you if you um, love someone, but you know that you can't be together or you can't work together or you or you love them and they're bad. If you love your child and they're a bad person, it can it can create negative feelings. I think love can create negative feelings. Yeah, okay, that's different. Love can create negative feelings, but I don't think love is a bad is a bad thing. I to, to the point of if you if if you, if if I love uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, if he was Jeffrey Dahmer was my kid and I love him so much, I still love him. That's a positive thing. But I'm angered at things that he does. That it, I I I hate the fact that I love him because he's a bad person. That's different. Like love and it love in itself. Well, you don't know that because you don't love Jeffrey Dahmer. You don't know that. You don't you don't know how it feels to love someone who's truly who you feel might be evil you have no clue what it's like because you have you ever done that before i so you don't so you don't know that that so i, I mean maybe that, let me try to think have I ever loved someone that was bad i mean i mean bad, is, bad is a subjective me, right and rub is back subjective but in theory like 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 my my birth mother like she has done a lot of bad stuff to myself to my other siblings that do she you love has her? mothered i do love her but Does i don't love her feel good no, uh, good meaning what? Like, like I. Does like, it feel I, I, good? Does it feel not negative? Your love for your mother. Does it feel good? My love for my mother feels. I don't know if it's negative or good. I just like I, we talked about this before. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not mad at her. I don't want to be with. Her. I'm just like this person that's, exists. But that's what so I was saying. Not, that's why. That's not, why I was shifting my thought, saying that the the feeling of love, the feeling of love, doesn't have to be positive. When I was a young kid, and my father would uh, abandon me. I, I had love for him, but it felt bad. It felt like a bad love. It didn't feel good. So I think there are circumstances where you can have love for someone and the love itself can be bad and not feel good and feel negative. Interesting. I think, I think, I think that that is possible. I think that we really do this weird um, blasting of the word love. Love. Everything is love. Love is love. We all got love. And um, and that it that it necessarily is this positive thing, you know. There is this uh, theory out there that the only emotion is love, and every, there's a theory out there I've heard this before that the only emotion is love, and everything is just varying degrees of love. It, it's like you're loving on this spectrum. I didn't make this up. You're loving on this spectrum, and sometimes the love feels, you know, amorous. It feels it feels like uh, hate. It feels like this. It feels like all these things. But the only thing that there is is love. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I think yeah. there might be. Some, but I think there might be some validity too what that person is saying, what that theory says. I don't know. I don't agree. I think love is love, hate is hate, whatever. I think, I don't think I've ever had a a love for something that felt bad or or like- Does your love for your mother feel good? It it feels neutral. It feels just like, you know, 
Like, like we talked about before, like if she died, if, if, if my mother was to die today, I think I would be sad about that. You know what I mean? So because then what is innately, love? Because at first we said it was, and I, I, I'm amending my thing. I said it was a strong, positive feeling, but you said you don't have a positive feeling. You have a neutral feeling. So can you feel but neutral I think in that love? Maybe, I think that maybe I do have a positive feeling because if she was to die, I would be sad. And to me, that denotes that, I, that there are positive feelings there. But again, I think there are, there is, love is on this, in this, on the spectrum, um, where you, if I would feel bad that my mom died, I think that that means that there are positive feelings there. If that makes does sense. that does that necessarily mean that like I, a person I could be sad about a person dying that I didn't even know existed until I found out they were dead. That doesn't mean I love them, but I can still be but sad about. Is that it. true? Like, let's say you found out my my neighbor died. I've been sad. the The lady upstairs from me died when I lived when me and Zach lived together. I had, I, I didn't even mm-hmm. know this woman existed until I found out she died, and I was sad. I was like, damn, that's sad. I had no love for this woman. I, I, I've never even seen her once in my life. Never even seen this woman. I was like, oh my God, this woman died upstairs by herself in this house. That's so sad. Oh, that is. I was sad. But, but I think but, that's a different feeling that, that would you feel have, was like have, a family member or a loved one. You know what I mean? Well, what I'm saying is I think you can feel sad about someone dying. and It doesn't have to be because you love them. It doesn't have to be from, it doesn't have to come from a place of love. It can just be like, well, damn, death is sad. Well, de- death, yo, de- death itself is a sad thing. Therefore, like, oh. I am affected by this because this person died, and I'm. I think sad many now. people. I think many people can agree death is sad, but I mean, I, I think that's different for a neighbor than some like a family member or a loved one. That, or well, I guess loved one. You're putting you're putting love in it, which is has a positive connotation to it. I've had family members die and be like, ugh, and kind of just moved on. Work. Yeah, I've had family. say their names. Were these say with, their names. Were, they, were, were, were these people that you had bad experiences with? No. People that I had practically no experiences with. I was like, oh, I remember Uncle So-and-so. Ugh. That's rough. I know it's tough, but enough is enough. Have you, see, have you seen this trend of making rough, rougher than the dragon like a thing? I don't know what you just said. This trend of making rough, uh, 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 uh. What did she say? Rough, rough She's like a dungeon dragon. Rough, rough. Rough, yeah, rough, rough. It's a whole trend on 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 Twitter and TikTok of of saying rough, rough, like a dungeon dragon, like putting it to different things. Uh, I've not seen I've not seen the sound going viral yet. Oh, Mr. TikTok. I've a, I've a ch- I hope I can land on that side of TikTok at some point. Maybe I'll just look it up. I'll just type in like a dungeon dragon and see what they what the kids are doing. What do you think about the Nicki Minaj drama? Are you standing by um, Queen Nicki? I'm gonna say this before. I said it before. I'm gonna say it again. I said it about uh, what's her name, Drew, Af- Af- whose name I can never last name. Drew Afualo. Um, I at this point in my in my life, I do not go hard for people I don't know. I am not going to go hard for <laughs> Nikki. I'm not going to go hard for Lotto. I'm not going to go hard for any of these people because like I do not know them. I do not know them, so I'm not. I'm not on anyone's side. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not asking you to pick a side. I'm just asking you, like, what do you think of the drama? I'm like, what do you think? Do you think Nikki's being wild? Do you like? What do you think of what you've seen? That's what I'm asking. I'm not saying. Do you stand by? The, like, I'm not saying that. You did say. Do you stand by? <laughs> that was verbatim what you just said. Right, but in like the way we're doing sibling rivalry, like how we are very hyperbolic. Like, you are, you, are, like, you, are you are you, you going to apologize for the queen? Well, so, so, so you hate Nicki Minaj? You literally just said, "Do you stand by Nicki?" And you're like, "I'm not asking you. Do you stand by?" <laughs> Well, you act like you don't know what's popping. You're like, I'm gonna say it's on my time. I don't write for anyone. No, bitch. I'm talking about like, what do you think of the drama? But let me right now. If let me right now, I am not vague and I am not minute. Whatever, bitch. If I be saying, it, I be meaning it. I I think that Nicki Minaj made some 
if people don't know, Nicki Minaj was saying that her song moved to the pop genre, but Lotto's song was not moved to the pop genre, and she thinks it's because they think that she, they know for sure she won't win the pop genre um, in the Grammy, but uh, Lotto could possibly win. So therefore, Nicki is not competing with the rap girls. And I think that Nicki made some good points. I don't know that she necessarily needed to drag Lotto's name by name and like into it. I think that um, that we all are aware of what happens when you mention people's names. They get they get feelings, and then I think that Lotto had her feelings. And I think that um, I think it is possible to be uh, technically right about something and maybe not done in a way that I would have done it. Um, I think that Nicki has felt probably. I'm assuming. Uh, maybe uh, you know, singled out by the Grammys for a long time, and especially since she did Roman Holiday um, at the Grammys, um, and despite being inarguably one of the literally most impressive um, rappers of all time, actually no artist of all time, um, still having like no ac- no Grammy accolades to show for it. Nigga doesn't have any Grammys. Not one. Not a single one. Oh, Nicki Minaj. What's she been nominated for? Oh yeah, um, she just a lot of. She's been nominated for a rap album, melodic rap album, rap performance, pop duo, group performance. Wow, but she doesn't have one. And um, well, she the is. She been, is, and she been. is on the Grammy ballot in other rap categories, just not for Super Freaky Girl. The category, the, the 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 theory that she's been that she got banned back in twenty sixteen because because of her like I don't know so I can't I can't quite remember that's like a whole I watched a whole YouTube video on it years ago, um, and she's like she can't win because she's been blacklisted despite being the the most chart topping uh, female artist literally of all time, she's been in the top one hundred more than any female artist ever. She has she's in best rap performance for um her song Do We Have a Problem, um which had a little baby in it. But super freaky girl. I mean, what 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 would you? I mean, we're not Grammy voters. We don't make the decisions. But I feel like I, I, I mean, as someone who listens to a lot of Nicki music, I feel they they do ride the line of pop and rap. So maybe they need to make like a pop rap song because I feel like a lot of songs do that. A lot of Doja Cat songs are pop rap to me. A lot of Nicki songs, Lotto song to me is a is a is a pop rap song. I think it's time that the Grammys makes another genre like those songs, like pop rap songs, in my opinion. What uh, Grammy did Doja win? Let's see. Doja Cat won a Grammy for... Doja won a Grammy for pop duo group performance with SZA. SZA, yeah. Kiss Me More. Um, So, yeah. I mean... I think pop rap Grammys make pop rap a a, a category. Pop rap is a thing. But also, uh, maybe this is pop because SZA is singing and Doja is rapping and also kind of singing. Like, Super Freaky Girl is straight up rapping. There's no singing. There's no, like... I mean, maybe... maybe, uh, like The sample uh, is singing. Yeah, yeah, I guess the sample is, she's all right. And it's only the first few seconds of the song. It's still part of the song. Oh shit! Wait, hold on. Let me look up. What, what, then, are gonna, kind of, then are we going to cut out all the singing in in every other song? Is there if there if there's any singing in? I think once I think falls. Cardi, in my Cardi B has a whole album. Cardi B won best album. And she has singing to hers. Be careful with me. There is a category called melodic rap performance. So maybe that. I mean, that, to me, that's like a lot of Doja. That's a lot of Doja songs. Is, is melodic rap performance? She kind of like sing raps. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Grammy should uh, think of another category. There's honestly, there's so much music out there. Would it hurt? There's so much music out in the world. So much music. So they can fill that category with six people. 
So many songs come out every year. Does Meg Megan won a Grammy last year or during COVID? Megan won a Grammy, and I think one, I want to say 2020 or maybe 2021. It was right before Good News. Right. She won it for Best New Artist. Yeah. Megan better work uh, 2021. Per the Recording Academy. And I'm that bitch, per the Recording Academy. No, I'm the shit, per the Recording Academy. Ah. Oh, did you see Megan at on? I haven't watched um her SNL. Did you watch it? No, I've not watched it. I, I really don't really tune into SNL that much. Like, I, I should tune into SNL probably more. I, I tuned in, obviously, for RuPaul. And I I think I tuned in for... Well, I, I caught, like, clips of Adele, but I didn't actually tune in. People, Everyone just kept showing me Adele. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, my God. I just... I don't tune into SNL a whole lot. Yeah, I normally catch the highlights, like the ones that go, really go viral, people really respond to. I normally catch those, but I don't. I don't sit down and watch the whole show. I, I have not done that. I think ever, I don't think ever. I've like watched. Oh, I did. Watch, I tuned in for Kim K's opening monologue. It was live because it was really well written and honestly, it was really funny. Yeah, there's some great writers over there on, on that show, right? But here's the thing: Do you think it was like SNL writers, or she got like her own? She hired her own writers to do like her own shit. I mean, if I if I had to guess, I would assume that they were SNL writers for Kim Kardashian. No, I believe Amy Schumer wrote Kim Kardashian. Amy Schumer. They work. Yeah, I I I I think I remember seeing something like to that effect. Um, and I remember after Kim K did that, literally every queen, I I, I mad queens, which a lot of times queens remake Kim K stuff because it always looks really cool. Well, a lot of celebrity garments, not just Kim K, but like so many queens had that. That crushed velvet, full Balenciaga look. I saw it in green, red, blue, you know, I, white, I don't purple, remember. I'm yellow, so, green. I'm so rarely uh, up to date with what the Kardashians do, and it's not in a way that I'm like cool. I just never know what the Kardashians are doing. Like I just, I'm just not on their. I'm not on their Instagram. I'm not on. They, they are. They are not like whatever they do. It never enters my zeitgeist unless someone like brings it up to me and I have to Google them. Um, but I feel like I saw a lot of queens wearing this before Kim K. When was this? No, this Kim was the reason why a lot of people had that look. Wait, when this was, was this? I don't know. Go look up what year she did it. It was like 2021 at some point. I'm not. I'm. You know. I'm just. I. 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 I I'm not gonna deny this woman's influence and stuff. October 9th, 2021. I cannot mm -hmm. deny her influence on stuff, but I cannot give Kim K credit for the crushed velvet cat suit. I just. I've seen as a I just can't I feel like I've seen this but it's the thousand it's, times is a particular silhouette of doing this thing it had this thing on it she took the same fabric and it had like this this thing at the front of it that's what made it like oh do you recreate a Kim K look what thing uh, like there's like a rouging in the front with the fabric yeah I, I'm not one of those folks who has any um disdain for the Kardashians I just um I'm not one of the folks who's like, why fuck the Kardashians? I'm just kind of like, I think because I just don't like reality TV that's not competition based. I just don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand what's. It's like it's like it's either the Kardashians have like kind of made this like um career out of being really plain, like wearing like really like wearing nudes, wearing like a black cat suit, wearing like brown, wearing like a nude lip, wearing their hair flat. And, and, and yeah, they have the big asses and stuff, but like wearing like 
just like a bunch of tan and it and it's somehow like really exciting i i i, I get a little bit confused about what's going on with the kardashians sometimes bitch the guy gets kanye west and his fucking white lives matter shirt at his fucking runway show and then you think that's the guy <laughs> this is well, about the Jews, and then having his kids, his black kids, walking with these White Lives Matter shirts on in this runway show, and then Chim, Candace Owens, and who else was it? Let me look it up. I mean, they also edited out his Tucker Carlson interview. They edited out most of the anti-Semitism in his Tucker Carlson interview. Someone, someone ended up releasing the unedited footage to show how they were obviously trying to like. Years ago, Kanye West was like, "I was used," and I think he's, I think he's back in that same spot, but he doesn't know it yet. Kanye West clearly has some mental issues, and it feels really sad that he's being taken advantage of in this way. And I feel I, he's been taken I, advantage of by who? I think that Tucker Carlson had him on his show, and it feels like it was a lot of taking advantage of someone who's going through an ex- who's going through something who's clearly going like I have a lot of mental health issues in my family, oh. and when you have mental health issues, you just act crazy, you talk crazy, you say wild stuff, you do just the wildest thing because your brain is literally not working properly. And you are still responsible for your actions. And yes, you say fucked up things, but also your brain just does not work in a way that is conducive to functioning in society without people um, being upset, hurt, angry at you. It, it, it was it was Kanye West, Candace Owens, Kid Rock, and Ray J posing on this real carpet thing because Kanye West just bought... Um, uh, what is it? It's that is that new social media app that Candace Owens' husband own, um, owns. It's it's just it's just like some crazy stuff. Candace Owens is clearly trying to use Kanye West to buy this platform and give parlor parlor. Yes, but parlor. Yes, Kanye West just bought pa- pa- um parlor from Candace Owens' husband or boyfriend, who the fuck it is. But parlor is like conservative Twitter. Right. Um, yeah, you know, can, I'm gonna say Kanye West is is. I, I am not a mental health expert and I have no right to diagnose anyone, but I think to anyone looking from the outside in, Kanye West clearly has some mental health issues. And when you are in that brain set, that might, you just can't, it's, it is hard to, and he also tweeted a while back about, he's like, I'm off my meds and I'm like living, loving it. And he's like, he's unmedicated according to his own, his own tweets. I don't know. He's maybe he's back on the medication or what, but like, I think it is really easy to take advantage of someone who's in that situation. And, you know, RuPaul tweeted us on a while back that said, if, you, if we knew how fragile mental health was, we'd be a lot less judgy. Like, RuPaul we all Charles. knew, if we all knew how, it's something like that, if we all knew how how close we all were to, to you know, and whenever I look at people doing something that I think is, like, wild or ridiculous, I always think to myself, and I say this on podcasts a lot, if I had all of your circumstances if I had all of your experiences, I would be just like you. I would be just like you. If I looked like you, was raised where you were raised, had the people say to me what they said to me, had your brain, bitch, I would be just like you. I would be you. I mean, yeah, that's true for everyone. If you had the same circumstances, if you looked just like Jeffrey Dahmer, raised just like him, and all the stuff his dad did to him, teaching him how to drill into raccoons and shit on the side of the road, you would end up just like him too. No, that had his brain, had all of his everything. Right. You would, I would, that that, that could have that could have easily been that could have been me. Except I ended up over here and I'm me. I'm I'm this person instead of being that person. And um I try to just I, I try to lead with that in in my 
in my mind when I think about people like, why the fuck would this person do that? Because they're them. Because they had their experiences. Because their environment created them to be who they are. I mean, I get that, but it still doesn't change how damaging a lot of this is. So I think that whoever is, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure maybe he has people, I mean, Kim K, I think on one episode of Kardashian talk about someone who is in charge of his estate. I don't know. I don't remember who it is, but they need to really get a hold of that because, uh, because of how many black people love, still love and support Kanye West. It is very damaging to the community and Kanye West pirating these white lives matter shirts on the international internet for everyone to see and is seeing this black man who has so much influence doing all this stuff it is very damaging it's very dangerous and something has to be done to stop the turmoil and the damage that he's causing you know what i mean like what do you mean by that like what what, what do you mean something has to be done to stop him something like what do you mean i mean has I, to don't, be done to stop him? I don't know what I, I i i don't know what that means i don't know if that means a conservatorship i don't know what that looks like for someone who is worth two billion dollars and is doing all this stuff i don't know what that looks like but people who have a lot of money who are smart and who deal with this stuff on the daily with people who have a lot of money i'm sure there are ways to figure out what to do i i it's, it's never a thing that i have had to um deal with in my life because i don't i'm not worth that kind of money i don't deal with that kind of stuff but i'm sure there are people who literally it's their job to help figure this stuff out yeah i um i just think it's really uh sad to be honest and um i don't envy uh kanye west and it's not that i feel so and i do feel bad for him and, and, and i'm not making excuses for his actions but like it, it's just really hard when someone's clearly not mentally well it's just hard. And, and I think it's because I see it so much. I've seen it so much up close and personal with, with loved ones. And I'm like, they're just not, they're not well. They're yeah. not well. And, and I've had loved ones who like their actions upset people. And they're like, well, I just don't fuck with this person. I don't deal with them. But Kanye West has a, re a reach that's really wide and, and it affects us whether or not we deal with them, whether or not we mm -hmm. fuck with them. You know what I mean? I don't fuck with you. Well, Bob, we are out of time. And the podcast has come to a close. So long, farewell to you, my friend. Do you know that? Do you know Roly Polioli? No. no. Oh! <laughs> Is that one of Scissor's songs? No, it's a show for. It was a cartoon. It was a kids show oh. from like 2000s. I don't know if she did an ACL or something. That could have been really cool. No, but she did say that a, a music video for Shirt is coming very soon. Can't wait to, to see the video for Shirt by SZA. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.